What is good, guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Reselling 101 podcast. It is now episode number 10, so I'm super excited for this. Dom, you ready, my guy? Yes, sir. We are on episode 10. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we have a lot to talk about in, today, in today's podcast, and um, I don't know, man. I want to talk about this thrifting thing that we were, that we uh, that you and I have been have been talking a lot about because I know you. Uh, you want to get into the vintage game. You want to start getting into like different things. Um, so why did you want to? Why did you want to get into vintage? Why did you want to get into thrifting all of a sudden? Well, there's a couple of things. The first is that I think source sourcing in person is way more fun than sourcing online. So like, mm. yeah, you got to get up hella early to go out and thrift, but I just feel like it'll be really fun. So and and good content too, of course, which we both kind of know. So that's right. part of it. Another thing is I just kind of want another like income stream and obviously vintage and thrifting is very related to sneakers, but it's a little bit different. I kind of want to build my business horizontally a bit in addition to just trying to build up sneakers. So I think that's part of it. And then part of it is I just think it's cool. Like I think the vintage game just seems kind of cool and right. I would mind upping my clothing game a little bit in the process as well. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, what kind of like motivated you to what kind of like, well, not motivated but like what do you already know about the thrifting game and what, what do you know about like about the vintage game in general um because just to give everyone a, a background of when i started this is how i started right thrifting right. odd sales this, this that's how i started because you know a lot of people on here they're not going to have a lot of money to start with they're going they're not going to have a lot of capital to start with so you know one of the best ways to start is by thrifting is by going to these garage sales, these flea markets and these outdoor swap meets. Right. Um, so that you can continue to build your inventory, continue to make those quick flips so that you're able to consistently build your, your capital. So what do you already know about all that? Well, like I started with garage selling, but I wasn't, I wasn't a dedicated garage sailor. Like I did a couple of garage sales and then realized I wanted to try shoes, but I kind of started there. So I kind of get that game. Um, other than that, like one thing that stood out to me is I know a couple of guys like yourself who do shoes, but really started in vintage or do shoes and also do vintage on the side and do well. But I also know the guys that auto partnered with are doing very well in vintage. And I know, um, SD culture, I think is his name has got that store popping with a bunch of guys coming in for vintage. I just know, like, I just know how much potential is there. And I think it's cool. I mean, I think that's, I, I think it's, it's just me seeing other people in the community Right. Um, really succeeding with it has motivated me to start. Right. No, because I, you know, if, if you go to a lot of um, stores that not only, but not only in here in Vegas, but like all over the country, uh, you'll see, you'll go into these stores and they'll be selling vintage. They'll be selling like a rent, like a bunch of random things. Not even, not only just sneakers. It's like vintage. It's like toys and all these like super, super old games that you've never seen before. Right. And, um, you know, it actually, the vintage game is really, is really dope because I don't know, like a lot of people have these vintage stores and it makes their, their makes their shop look so like aesthetically like pleasing. I, I don't know how to explain it, but have you been to like one of those kind of shops before? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they got like the vintage stuff on the walls and things like that. Yeah. It's just a, it's a cool look for sure. It looks good, bro. It looks, it, it looks really cool. Cause it kind of takes you back to like the past, like, like a like an era that you've never that you and I probably have never like lived before, obviously. Right, right. But um, like it's it's pretty dope. But again, 
right? This is where I started off, but uh, I, I kind of want to dig in more and kind of give people some advice here, right? So when you go to these thrift shops, there's going to be some days that it's going to be completely dead. You know, you're you're not going to find like literally anything at all. But then there's some days that you're going to like hit on like gems. Okay. Um, I think one of the craziest, one of the craziest that I found was a, uh, it was um, a Morrissey vintage. Right. And, uh, you know, if, if you pick up these t-shirts, these vintage t-shirts, not gonna, if, if, if you don't know anything about the game, if you don't know anything about vintage in general, you're going to pick this t-shirt up and probably just throw it back in the pop <clears throat> or put, throw it back in the rack, whatever. Right. So the crazy thing was, I was just getting done with one of my classes in college and I was on the way home and um, this, this thrift shop, everything in the thrift shop is a dollar, one dollar. Okay. So I, I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll go check it out. They, they were, they were selling everything for a dollar. So I, you know, I had, I had like $10 on me. Right. And I was looking through the racks. I found a, a vintage Morrissey tea. So I think, I forgot what the what the back says, but oh no, the the back says Viva Hate. The hmm. back said Viva. Okay, and uh, it was like it, in the front it said Morrissey. It's a really really beaten up like T-shirt. Um, but then I looked it up online, right? It, it it was they were selling it for a dollar. It goes for five like it goes for like five hundred dollars like brand new. Wow, five hundred dollars brand new. So. You know, a few days later, I flipped that T-shirt for 250 bucks off of a dollar, bro. That's wild. You know? Yeah. So, but but the crazy part is that same day, I found, like, a bunch of other vintage T-shirts that I, don't, I really don't even – I, I didn't know too much about. But one of them was um, uh, a skateboard T-shirt, and the brand was called Blind, right? So, mm -hmm. Blind Skateboard. So, I picked up that T-shirt, sold that same T-shirt few days after for 80 bucks so you can make some you can make some good money with it but as long as you're like consistent and as long as you're as long as you kind of like build your knowledge up over time you know I mean? facts facts so let's let's say you've picked up a piece and you don't know the value right how do you go about finding your comps for it? Because I imagine it's a lot different than shoes because with the shoe, even if you don't even know what the hell the shoe is, you can type in the SKU, you can figure out exactly what it is and figure out the exact market. But some right. of these pieces are pretty rare. It's not like you can just type in, like I was looking at an Adidas, like vintage uh, crew neck with like, I don't know, the, the trefoil logo or whatever it's called on the front. I hope right. I said that right. But, and like, it's not that easy to just look up the value of it. So how do you go about finding comps for different things that you might want to pick up? Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to open up my eBay app right now. So if anyone's listening right now on Spotify or Apple podcasts or anywhere on the podcast platform, um, I, I, I have the, the eBay app open right now. So are you just talking about just any, any item in general or you just talk? any piece. Okay, any piece. Okay, like, so what's your process? Because I know I have a, I have a very defined process when it comes to a sneaker. I have a very defined system for figuring out what I think it's worth. And I know for right. vintage, for vintage, it's, there's going to be a lot more gray area because, like this guy in the comments said, there's no StockX for vintage. You've got to kind of find right. things right. that are similar selling on eBay, but you're not going to find exact comps. But I'm just exactly. So right. you could go on eBay. You go on eBay, or you can go on the Google app. 
right? So on eBay, right, on the little search bar, you're going to find the camera button right here. Oh, that, okay, okay. Okay, so if you if you click on this, let's say, for example, you have a black light, okay? So I'm going to take a photo of this black light. Let me see. So so you have you could do a barcode or you could do just a regular photo. So I'm going to take a photo of this black light. Right. And then it's going to it's going to search it it can search it for you. So sometimes it gets it like automatically like on the dot right, but then other times like for example, look, I just took a photo of this light right here. Mm -hmm. Took a photo of this light. It brought up a few black lights right. on eBay. Right? And then from there, you can go to you can go to filter. Right? You can go to filter, then you can go to sold and completed items. Go to sold and completed items, which is right here. And then you're and then you're able to see how much they're going for. Right. So you're you'll able to see you're able to or or you can even just simply look up the um the title of the of what whatever's on there, right? So, you know, look it up on Google, look it up on eBay and then and then just go to the sold completed items on eBay. Right. You know that makes sense. I think the, the camera trick is a good hack. Yeah, bro, because there's a lot of pieces out there that you're not gonna really know. Like, oh like like what is this? Like uh, you know, you, you don't even know what to even type in, but it looks interesting. Right. So definitely utilize Google, the Google app or eBay app to see, um, you know, or kind of get an idea of what the item is. It's not going to give you like a like a like a specific answer. Sometimes it will. Sometimes it won't. Right. But then it'll, it, it'll, it'll kind of like generalize what the item is. And you could kind of like pick and pull, you know, what it what what it, what the item actually is and what it's not. You know what I mean? Right. So follow up question. What? what kind of brands are really interesting and vintage that we might not think about, right? Um, maybe something that crops up a lot. Like one thing I saw really common, one thing I saw a lot in this store I went to was a bunch of like Harley Davidson merch, which I never would have guessed, but I guess maybe that was just their store style or maybe that's really common and vintage, but that was something that kind of surprised me. So any other brands like that? So it was, it's actually crazy, right? The first time, the very, very first time before I started my business, I went to one of the shops here in Las Vegas and the shop is called yesterday's fits. Okay. So yesterday's fits, I went in, I went to, I went in their shop. Right. And I got my notes out. I started, I started writing down a bunch of like the brands that they were selling. Tommy Hilfiger, nice. uh, Harley Davidson, uh, Ralph Lauren. There's, there's a lot of different brands that I wrote down on that, on that list. I haven't been in the vintage game for a minute. Uh, but but at the same time too like i still if if i were to see a if i were to see a piece at the thrift i would know to pick it up and buy it or not you know what i mean and, and i and i would kind of know okay this is how much i can sell for you know what i mean and uh it just kind of had to make sense for me the reason why the reason why i stopped doing doing thrifts is because i don't know bro i i again right the reason why i stopped doing thrifting was because i was way more passionate about sneakers right and um sneakers for me was like in in like in my opinion like a better opportunity but now like i'm i'm more open-minded to just doing it all right because i know that we can build so much great creative content 
with with just going to thrifts, flea markets, or whatever, right? And like the content's gonna be crazy, bro. You know what I mean? Like having the actual like point of view of someone going inside a thrift, looking at different items, uh, you know, checking market on different items, you know, showing them the the legitimate process. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, and when it comes to content, one thing I've observed is like when you're when you're taking these longer videos the clips that end up being the best out of them, at least I think, are the unexpected things that happen. And like, when you go out and source, there's all sorts of opportunity for crazy shit to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 1000%. Um, there was this one time I went to a Savers and I think this was one of the, my first TikTok videos that actually like blew up for me. Okay, okay. Right. This is when I found Ye uh, Yeezy Wave Runners at the thrift. Right. And then I think that video got like uh, 300,000 views in like a day. And then that's kind of what pushed me to a thousand, two thousand, you know, because it kept growing over time. I don't even know what that video is at right now, but that's the video that kind of started off for me. Imagine if I would have had the GoPro or any of the devices that we had right now. And I caught that moment. Facts. You know Bro. I mean? That's funny, though, because, you know, the first video that blew up for me and kind of got me on the map was me buying some fucking, um, what do you call it? Uh, vans. Sorry, vans. I'm getting messages in. I'm getting a little distracted. But I bought <laughs> Vans at Ross, and it went crazy on TikTok, and that's kind of what got me started. That's funny. I didn't realize vans. that you started the waves in the thrift. So you so you used to – because I, I remember you found, like, a bunch of uh, – you found um, a bunch of Vans. You started reselling a lot of Vans, but you found Vans at Ross? Yeah. How did, how did that video go? It was, dude, it's crazy because this video would not do well now. So like, because um, <laughs> it was too long. So like I went in, I was like, oh, like, damn, there's some vans here. Like this might be flippable. And they were at like $32 and I pulled it up on StockX and I was like, okay. So they, I don't know why vans sell on StockX. That's a different thing. But they were at like $70 on StockX. So I was like, okay, like I can make some money here. Right. And I went, I checked out, I went home and then I recorded like a 20 second outro clip, bro, of me talking about buying them. So it was like yeah. a 58 second video on TikTok, but it went crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, but again, you, you start, you got to start somewhere, right? And yep. I don't know, because, because imagine the content, we're, the content that you're doing right now, you and I, right? Uh, for example, just to, just to get it for some examples, you in general, right? Like, when you go to these sneaker meetups, you like you kind of chop them up and then you post it on TikTok. Right. A lot of a lot of the videos have been actually doing really well for you. So I feel like if you were to do that for your brand personally, I feel like the expansion would would go crazy because now you're getting into not only just the sneaker people, right? You're getting into everyone that actually like deals with fashion and all this stuff in general, right? So so now instead of people going to shop with you for sneakers, now they could shop with you to get a whole fit. Facts. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's that's kind of what I was doing before. But the thing the thing was I wasn't I didn't have that much capital to have a lot of sneakers for the for, for my clientele. You know, so people would come to me and they would be like, Oh, what kind of shoes do you have to match with this t shirt? And I wouldn't have that much of a selection for them. But now I have a good a good selection for them where, you know, 
any of the shoes that a bunch of the shoes in my inventory can match a lot of these t-shirts or these or any of these vintage pieces that that i'm going to pick up because there's you gotta you gotta um you gotta do some research but there's a lot of like vintage pants t-shirts uh hoodies jackets all this stuff that you know i'll be able to help you out on so like if you see like a if you see like a like a, um a dope piece at the thrift hit me up and i got you bro, <laughs> you, might, bro. You, might, you might you might be I'm, you might be in my in my gopro video <laughs> facts, yeah. facts yeah you might you might end up in my video at auto when you facetime me so that's funny yeah but, um, <laughs> what was i gonna say off of that bro I, oh, I think it's dope that I'm going to be getting into it and you're going to be getting back into it at the same time. So we're going to yeah, be, bro. hopefully we'll be chopping up that whole process on this podcast. Cause it's, I mean, it's totally new for me. And like, what are you like close to two years removed from really going hard on vintage, right? I mean, I would say like a good year, like a year. Yeah. Like m me, me going hard on singers was like consistently like a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I was I was kind of before sneakers really started like popping off for me, I was selling like the beaters. I was mm -hmm. selling a lot of the stuff that I probably wouldn't buy too much right now. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like again, it's it's gonna be dope because I think you and I are the only ones right now, like out of our like friend group, our our small friend group that that's doing vintage, except for. Who else? I can't think of anyone else doing it. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, well, I don't think. Well, the one thing I'll say is I haven't started yet. I need, I still need to start, bro. I'm in that weird phase where I'm like, I know I want to do it and I know the steps to doing it. I just haven't started. It's just going to be interesting, bro. Dom, you got like, I got a dope idea for you is just to like literally go there tomorrow and be like, yo, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But I'm gonna do it, you know. <laughs> I, like, I like that, bro. Thrift shop, and I'm gonna see if I can find some stuff to flip for from a dollar to twenty dollars, or a twenty dollars to a hundred, something like that. I think that would be a dope video. You it know, would. going going into a thrift shop and turning twenty dollars into a hundred dollars. That's gonna be really interesting because now people will be like, "Oh, dang! Like I don't have this. I don't have a lot of money, but." If I have, you know, twenty dollars to spend at a thrift shop, this guy did it. How come I can't do the same? You yeah. know what I mean. So now it's going to motivate other people. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna build that like type of emotion, that spark inside of them to actually go out there and like actually do shit. You know. Facts, and that's the content I like making the best too. Is when I put it out there and I'm like, oh yeah, like that's gonna help someone. So like, yeah. that's cool too. It's like just really yeah. being able to feel good about what you're putting out. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited for that. That's going to be dope. Me too. Me too. I got a hack at it. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's so weird because putting on the GoPro when you don't know what you're doing, like putting on the GoPro and going and doing something you're already comfortable with is one thing, but putting on the GoPro and going into like a completely, what's the word I'm looking for? Like foreign environment, like something you're not used to is going to be a very interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm ready for it. That's dope. You, you got to go into like, everything though you got to go into the toys you got to go into you got to go into the shoes you got to go into the clothing you got to go into like the little glass cases they have like you got to go into like every single thing that's going to be a dope video right um there's a lot of profitable toys at the thrift shop that you can actually like uh that you can actually source 
right? And um, something that was really interesting. This is kind of this is this is nowhere. This is nothing about vintage. But when I was selling toys in general, mm-hmm. right, I bought a whole bunch of Bakugans, right? <laughs> a bunch. Of, I used to collect Bakugans. Do you know what Bakugans are? Yeah. It's those it's those little balls where you throw and then like it turns into like a like a different creature or something. Yeah, it's like the magnet at the end of the intro. Yeah, yeah, right. So I used to collect those all the time. My mom, my dad, and uh, you know, a few of my, my, my relatives used to used to buy me Bakugans all the time. And um, you know, I would just keep it in like a little plastic bag and used to just throw them or play with them at school. And now like I kept a few, so I, I listed it up on eBay. One Bakugan sold for 35 bucks. Damn. Used? Used? Used. Just wow. a, and I, I threw I threw some I threw some cards at them too because it was pretty dope. So, you know, I was like, dang, 40 I was like 35. But after after shipping and everything, I was like 35. You know, no, not not 35, 40 around that. But at the same time, too, you know, I bought a like I, I went to one of my one of my friends, they, he sold me like a huge, like a huge lot. Like probably over two hundred Baku guns, because he he sold me his whole collection. He, he didn't know what he had, so I was like, bro, just 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 toss me it. He was like, he's like, he's like, I was like, how much do you want? It's like eighty bucks. I was like, bet, take my eighty bucks. You know, <laughs> yeah, bro. It was, you know, but I still have that at the unit right now. I just I kind of just I put it I put it I put it all in my storage unit because I didn't um I didn't want to list it on eBay. I don't know, bro. It's just it's crazy, but. If I go back in the unit right now, I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make a, 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 a video at me at the storage unit. You're gonna see every single thing in that in that unit. I haven't been there in like a few months, bro. I'm kind of scared. I don't know if there's any spiders in there. <laughs> there might be. There might be. <laughs> so I gotta tell you though, I thought of this when you were talking, bro. I had because I used to play like Pokemon video games and probably other games on DS, but I really remember Pokemon, and I had like. The Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, DS, the DS that came out after it, and all, like, just a bunch of games. Probably, like, I don't know, a lot of games. Let's just call it a lot of games. And you know you know what that's going for now. I don't know. It wouldn't have been, like, an insane amount of money, but it was, you know, a good stack of cash and all that. And when we were moving houses, so obviously I was up at school, and my dad moved houses to where I'm at now. And in the process of moving, he threw all that shit straight in the trash. Damn, that's bread. Yeah, that, that, bro. Pokemon is, bro. Pokemon anything right now. Yeah, is insane. Bro. Anything Pokemon is insane. And I don't know. I don't know if you were ever like a Pokemon nerd, but they had like the I had the OG one. So I'm trying to think of when the series was, but like the OG Game Boy series where it was like red, green, and blue. Like I can't remember the names. Like I'm just so far out of it. But there was, it was like the big square games, right? I talk about for the Game Boy, yeah. Yeah, and I had the yellow one where you started with Pikachu as your starter Pokemon. So, like, I assume that was more rare. Like, I really don't know because I haven't looked into it since then. But, like, I assume that could have been worth some dough, bro, because we had all of them. And the Game Boys, all four of the set, I don't know. That's... I'd be curious. No, because I remember... I remember going to a, a garage sale. I have to look at. I have to look at it. I think it's somewhere on my Instagram, on one of these Instagram pages right here. It's got to be somewhere here on my in my archives. But I bought like a a few games 
and I listed and I got I got it for the low, but I found a po the, the little Pokemon Game Boy game. I think it sold for like fifty bucks, Damn. or it, I don't know, but it sold instantly, bro. So I was like, dang, did yeah. I sell it? like did I sell it for a steal like or what? Like you know what I do, <laughs> you know, because I I got it for the low and I just wanted to sell it like fast. Facts. I can I can tell anyone ever selling on eBay, bro. If your shit sells in ten minutes or less, you threw a steal. Like no if ands or buts about it. Like guaranteed you threw a steal. I'm already knowing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already knowing, bro. But I I want to actually look for this. This is this is crazy. But uh, get your soul said I sell sports cards on eBay daily. It's easy. Wait, I gotta oh. tell you. I don't know. I don't know how much you're up on sports cards, but I finally got my first PSA submission results. We were after. just that. Yeah, it's been so the actual date that we got it shipped to PSA was in November and it's now August. Oh dang. So nine months. It took nine months for my twenty day service to come back. But it oh, finally gosh. it finally got graded. That's crazy. Yeah. That's bro. I don't know about that one, bro. <laughs> I don't know. South Bay, yes, I'm going to Bay Area, bro. I'm not most likely. There's a small chance I swing it, but most likely no. Yeah, bro. But what, what were you gonna say? That was pretty much it. Just I finally got the submission back. I know we've talked a little bit about it, but the market tanked the whole time I was waiting. So like, we got enough. So basically, my projection was like, if around forty percent of our cards got gem mint tens, uh, we would have doubled our money, right? If the market stayed the way it was when we submitted them, right? And we got pretty close to that 40% number. So we would have made a good return. But the card market freaking tanked while we were waiting. Um, right. If you remember, it was pretty hot, like, before the season started and early in the season last year. And then it's just been dropping since then. So at this point, we're going to be lucky to break even on it if we were to sell as soon as we get it back. So that's yeah. tough. That's the whole story. But Dang. Yeah, that is tough, bro. That's tough. You live and learn. I mean, like, you can't really do anything about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And it's like, I don't know. I, I always say trust the process. I know you say that now, too. But it's like, it's like, at the time, I did my homework. I did my research. I was right about my numbers. Like, I did a lot of things right. And I think, in general, if I put that amount of research into my investments, more of them are going to go right than not. But what I missed was how backed up PSA was because I had already done a submission and it only took three months. And if this one took three months, we would have made a bag. But this one took, you know, nine minute. Yeah. Which is tough. It's just like, maybe I should have seen it coming. Maybe it was just bad luck. Realistically, it's probably somewhere in the middle. But, yeah. you know, Dang. but I'm, I'm good with learning from that. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you about that because I saw it in the comments. Right, right. Yeah, man. Because we, yeah, you and I were just talking about how long it, it took for, for PSA to, to just get back to you. And, and you told me that, it, that they're going to start raising their prices too, huh? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they haven't, they haven't come back out with their short. So what they had was a 20 day service, right? 20 day service, you know, it took nine months. But um, <laughs> right now, what they've done is the only services that, that they've brought back are the more expensive ones. Like if you want to get a card graded right now, it's going to cost you a lot more than the $25 a card that I paid. Um, Damn. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Twenty five bucks a card, though, bro. It's crazy. That's <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Look, I'm looking at my archives right now. I just put everything back on my on my uh, designer cards page. But look it. So I found this jacket for a dollar. 
at a garage sale. What's this, the brand on that? I for I forgot, bro. Actually, um, Alpine Stars jacket. Yeah, they're going for. You see what they're going for? Like three hundred. Yeah, around that. Mm. Like one fifty to three hundred. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy, bro. I. This is such a beginner thing to say, but I almost feel like thrifting is pretty close to just buying things that looks cool, especially if the items are a dollar a piece. Like you can't go wrong, bro. It's just it's gonna be fun though too. Like oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Like instead of instead of, because before I used to just go there to source, you know. Um, my 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 girlfriend now, which was my best friend at the time, her and I used to go to the thrift shops every time after college. And we used to just, I was like, you know, just record me making, making, uh, you know, looking, looking at these different, these different items at the thrift. And we would just kind of make a joke out of it. Uh, but now those, those, those videos are doing pretty well right now on YouTube. So, but now I, I'm excited for the GoPro footage, right? Just, I don't know something about the videos of like the point of view, the point of view videos on YouTube have been going insane. The GoPro videos were fire, bro. I love the way my content's turned out since I started using it. 1,000%. 1,000%, bro. So, and again, those videos are just going to keep progressively, like, building, building, building over time, you know? And, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's really dope, bro. Like, you're going you're gonna to find so many different crazy things. You're going to be like, what? Like, this goes for this much? You know? And then you're going to be able to, like, keep looking for those same items at other thrift shops and you're going to find those items at the at different thrift shops right um like for example like this is this is super random bro okay there there's a there's a market for nude barbie dolls there's people buying like lots of nude barbie dolls interesting isn't that that's, weird it's so weird isn't that weird very yeah, so I mean, it is what it is, but at the same time too, like, yeah, bro, <laughs> it's crazy. Look, like here, here's another one. Going to a bunch of like garage sales in the morning, I found a bunch of games, games. or games, Wii games, everything, and um, these go for a lot of money. Those go for a lot of dough. Yeah, that's you know? crazy. It's crazy. I mean, dude, video games, I feel like we're always the come up on uh, garage sales. Yes. And, bro, bro you, you already do eBay. So you, you, could, you could expand your, your eBay business with that, too. Yeah. The thing I like about sneakers on eBay, though, is everything goes through authenticity guaranteed. So then the buyer can't put in return requests because it's already been verified. I just cut. Can you? Right. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good, bro. You're yeah. good. So, all right, cool. Um, so obviously, once you get into other products, you have to deal with any hassles with returns and stuff again. But I'm willing to do it. I mean, especially if you're paying like a dollar an item and selling it for twenty five. Like, even if something bro. happens, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, and, and like, I don't know. It's it's gonna be cheap over time. It's you know, just the content alone is gonna pay for all of that, right? And uh, it's gonna you're gonna be able to tell a story within your content as well. So, what, what what are we looking at, bro? Uh, 760 thrifts coming soon? It could be. 
It could or, be for sure. How are you going to do that? I'm, I'm curious. Are you just going to keep it on the low or like, where are you going to sell all these stripped items? Cause for me, I think I'm going to sell it on my designer steals page or just keep that. That's why like, that's why I didn't, I don't have designer kicks. I have designer ETC so I can sell anything I want. Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I might even just sell it on the 760 Kicks page. I'd have to gauge the interest, right? Like, I'd post a few, and if it was getting decent engagement, I don't see any reason to necessarily make a whole new account. Because um, I'd sell it on the same website, too, if I really got back on the website grind. So, we'll right. see. Vintage Alley. What is Vintage Alley? I think that's... I'm pretty sure that's the Kobe's Vintage event, right, Joe? Oh, that's bro! I'm telling you, you gotta go to that. If I was an SD, bro, I would I would be going to that every week. Pull up, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> I told you, bro. I I'm really thinking about doing just the weekend. Yeah, we yeah. Yes, we gotta talk about that for sure. We really gotta talk about that. So, like, even if I stayed like by your house or something, I think that'd be dope, and we could yeah. just roll roll together and just go everywhere. Facts. No, I'm super. You know down. what I mean? So I'm super down, bro. Dom and I have. Dom and I have seen each other. We have met each other in person, like, once. Once, right? Once. We Yeah, we grabbed lunch at Kobe's. Once, but we, we, we see each other every week on, on online. That's true. Yeah, that's trippy. I feel like I know Dom, like, like legitimately. Like, I know, like, I feel like I actually, like, have known Dom for, like, years and years. Yeah, it's crazy. Never well, even been in person, and what, for, like, a year and a half. Yeah, it's crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> Kobe's every month we got it here. Bro, dude, you got to go, bro. Every month. And you know what else I was thinking about, too? Is like, so, oh, okay, this is, this is a great segue because this ties into something that someone else said, right? So we got a comment, right? I, I texted it to you, I think. And the comment said, like, well, you know, it's great that you guys are talking about events, but for us people that can't that don't live in san diego right like what do we do because we can't just go to events um and that's that's a great segue to this is like you can drive to stuff bro like if you're if you're near a city if you're in driving distance to a city there's action there for shoes for vintage for whatever i i am very lucky to be near san diego and la right yeah. like i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of vintage stuff to go do in san diego for sure yeah, yeah exactly Get your soul said me, LOL, there's no events here. Um, he's in Arizona, right? There's gotta be uh, what's in driving distance to Arizona? I'm horrible at geography. Like, could you take like a long trip to like what's nearby? Uh, I know you don't really have a lot of good events near you either, huh? Nah, bro. I, I'm just but but again, like I'm blessed to be able to travel now and Fast. get to travel, you know, so that's why I'm just using utilizing that to my to my advantage. But um, he said SneakerCon AZ though, <laughs> bro. He, he's asking you, bro. <laughs> he's asking you if, if you're going to SneakerCon AZ. I know. I see all get your souls comments, and I want to answer all of them. But I know we also are going to be putting this podcast everywhere else for everyone to listen to. But right, it's funny. I have a story on the Concords if I want to get into that because he asked <laughs> about that. But SneakerCon AZ, um, I don't have any plans to travel in the near future, but I'm. I'm considering it more and more. I have a couple of barriers at home that are kind of preventing me from planning any trips out, but um, it's definitely in the cards. I'll, I'll be I'll be traveling more at some point in the next year for sure. Let's um let's get into that 
into like what what would these people do though because i know those i know there's a right. lot of people that don't that or can't drive right That's they have to depend on their parents or there's a lot of younger resellers right so like what would they do i i personally believe sourcing online i don't know bro like if you have no events you know you you're, there's no really there's really no other way except going to thrift shops doing local meetups and sourcing online from ebay facebook marketplace offer up you know what i mean yeah what i would say for when it comes to sourcing online i have two tips um the first is that you want to find high volume apps right so if you're in a place where there's enough people on offer up to where there's a lot of new listings on offer up sit on offer up all day long and look for deals other than that like you want to find all the apps where a lot of shoes are being posted where a lot of Right. Vintage is being posted where a lot of cards are being posted, like whatever you're looking for, find apps that have a lot of that item. And then from there, like if you're buying online and having stuff shipped to you, you want to be selective about what apps you're willing to buy off of. Like, do you want to take the risk of just paying through PayPal GNS and then fighting out claims when people don't ship items? Because I know me and you have done that and it's possible to do it. It's just going to be a bit of a headache, but you can do right. it, especially if you have capital. Um, some apps have really good buyer protection. Maybe those are the ones that you want to lean on a little bit more. So I'd be thinking about just the two things when it comes to buying online and having things shipped. You want to just search all the apps on the internet for the ones that have a lot of items. And you want to be reading the policies and figuring out which apps have strong buyer protection. Right. And just to add on to that, right? Always filter, go to the filter and go to like the newest first. Yeah. Exactly. You go to those first, those are going to be everyone's newest listings. And and then obviously, you're going to be able to be like, all right, you're going to be like the first one there, right? Instead of you looking at other people's older list, uh, listings, you're going to be able to go to the newest first and like get onto the get onto the steals that everyone else is probably going to miss out on, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of, let's get into listing, right? We kind of already... Yes. Got a, we got a lot into the um, the sourcing. We got a lot into uh, the mark finding how much they're they're worth. Now let's get into like listing and how to sell, right? So obviously the first thing you got to do is obviously have an Instagram page, right? So that you can have and build your presence and make content on that Instagram page, right? Uh, and then get on offer up get on ebay ebay is one of the best platforms to actually sell all this stuff because you know I, i've i did a good amount when i when i was thrifting just on ebay alone bro I, I don't i don't know but there's there's someone one of my friends is doing like 50k a month sales on ebay it's wild that's wild but that's like a grind he's posting oh, yeah. like 50 50 items a day. 50 that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. I feel like it's a grind when I have to post like 12 shoes. I'm like, damn, like that's a lot. Can you imagine that, bro? I used to uh, try to, to like double that. I used to try to double that every day, but then I would just get so exhausted. I'm like, damn. I used to do, I used to try to do a hundred a day. Damn. Got to do a hundred a day. Where were you I'm, getting all the items? Bro, from thrift shops, bro. Like, Imagine, because one of the one of the things that I did was, I I also found like a huge lot of basketball cards, Pokemon cards, Yu Gi Oh cards, all that stuff, right? 
And you have to list each card one by one by one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a I don't know how to list cards, bro. But then at the same time too, I was able to I was able to do it, you know. So I bought a whole Pokemon collection for like ten bucks. And I had to you know, one of my friends, he's like he makes he used to make eight eight K a month profit just off of Pokemon cards. Damn. You know, and he taught me like the ins and outs. Like, all right, this is good. This is not good. You know, these are the rare ones. These are like the common ones. And, you know, he, he also, he also helped me determine what was a real and a fit, what a real and a fake Pokemon card or a Yu-Gi-Oh card looked like, you know? So I was able to see and pick and pull what was good, what was not. And then I was able to post that on eBay, you know, um, over time, like I made a really, really good amount off of Pokemon cards in general, though, you know, because he taught me so much. Him and I used to link up every week on a Thursday so that he can he can um, he can find he can write down the market. We used to get these little these little stickers, these little circle stickers he used to write down the price on every on every card right obviously we used to put in like in a little on the little uh, plastic case and little uh, penny sleeves and, and all that stuff and he used to put the sticker on how much it was and when and then when when it was time i'll just take it out put it in a put it in a little white bre- uh, background which was actually right here on this desk mm-hmm. and they take a photo photo of it with my with my iphone 7 right here mm-hmm. and list it right right on ebay so, yeah, bro, it was it was a grind. Like him and I were, we were in and out. This is this right here is actually his light. This is the light that we used to use. Oh, nice. You know, when we used to um, when we used to like, you know, have have good lighting. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. that man. I'll be on that grind because I'm gonna have a lot of freaking cards to sell when these submissions start landing. Right, bro. Right. So, again, just let you just gotta let me know. Let just call me. And let me know when you're when you uh, if you find something good. Facts. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about listing sneakers too while we're on the subject? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, because I know we have a slightly different process, which is cool. I, I actually like the way you do it. I need to uh, talk to Tony about switching up the whole thing because at least at least the way you do story highlights. But I'll let you talk about that when when we get to you. So. For me, I just, for controlling the lighting, I just use outdoor light. I wait uh, outside until the shadow comes completely in the area where I take pictures and I set everything down on the turf. I just take pictures of the shoes. So I go front, side, side, back, insole, bottom, box. And then I'll take a picture of any flaws if there are any on the shoes. And then I post it like that. And then in the description, I'll just describe if it's like, you know, I'll describe if it's brand new or pre-owned. I'll describe how worn it is. So if it's like new, if it's in great condition, if it's in good condition, if it's heavily worn, if it's in decent shape. And then like, if there's a major flaw, I'll describe it or like some sort of defect or like a missing insert or something. I'll usually describe that in the title. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's basically my whole process. It's pretty simple. Right. Right. And um, so kind of like how I, like yours is, you and I kind of have like the same process, but the thing is for me, I like to keep it in my highlights. So for me, right. I have, like a size six to six and a half section, a uh, little size six, six and a half section on, 
are my highlights, seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, so on and so forth. And basically, anyway, if you go on my page, each highlight, each little circle will give you 100 highlights to have in each, in each little circle, right? So you're able to post 100 sneakers, like a maximum of 100 sneakers. So um, what you have to do is what I do is I take videos. I take videos of both of both left and right shoes and then I list it up or I no I save it. I save all of them first and then I put them I put them in albums in my phone. Mm -hmm. So I have like size seven, eight, you know, four Y, whatever. I have all the all the sizes in my phone here. So that when I when I have the chance, I can I can take videos on Instagram, just save it. Not I don't have to post it yet. I just save it and then I put it in the in the different albums and then once I'm ready, I list it on on uh, on Instagram. Right. But then another thing that I do is I do like a bulk photo. So everyone's able to see what kind of shoes I have or what kind of ha what kind of shoes I have available for that recent like story sale or that like specific drop. Right. So and then I I'll just have it all on the highlights. So right. people are able to see what I have on the highlights. People are able to see what I have on my story, and now people are able to see what I have on my feed. Yeah, you know, I, and I think that's big. I think just um, being able to organize easily by size is huge because, you know, I'd say a, a decent percentage of the buyers from me are personal buyers, and obviously, if you're a personal buyer, the only the only thing you want to buy is your size. So if someone has to scroll through thirty listings to find four pairs of size eights, that's really yeah. inefficient for the customer. So the highlights. I, I need to do the highlight thing. I think that's uh, important. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's why you you made your website, right? right? Because you wanted people to have easy access on um, on like finding the specific size. Because again, right? For example, I know you, Rob, um, George used to do it where you used to post like this, just like one specific, one shoe every single post on instagram right yeah and unless you have like unless you have it listed inside that photo which i think would also be a dope idea be like okay this right here you know you have a you have a you have the photo and then on size you know size eight and a half right people are able to be like oh this is a size eight and a half instead of having them guess oh like oh i like these shoes right i like these shoes i'm gonna click on it oh dang it's a it's a six and a half but I need enough, you know, or, oh, like, I, li I like these Jordan ones. Oh, dang, they're a size, size nine. Right. You know what I mean? So now people are able to see initially what, what that what that size is in front, which is the first photo, Graham, you know, and it's going to be consistent. It's going to be consistent, you know. So now you can have, like, all those random shoes in random orders, but then again, you're going to have, like, sizes listed on top. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. I, I think I need that for sure. I mean, that's, that's either. I, I just thought about that right now. So I think that's going to be dope for you personally, because you're, you're, you're like you, Rob, George are like, you know, my, my close friends that, that do the one shoe at a time on their feed. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it'll be, it'll be cleaner that way. People won't be able to, to like keep asking you and guessing what, what size this is, because just think about it. From a consumer's point of view, you're going to be looking at a shoe, right? You're gonna you're gonna be interested in a shoe. You're gonna you're gonna click on it. Then you got to scroll down. You got to read the caption. 
right? And, um, you know, it's just, it's not going to be, people are just going to, like, click on your profile as, as, uh, as soon as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And you just, you just want to remove friction, make it as easy as possible for the customers. I think that's a good way to do it. Right. 1,000%. 1,000%. Um, get, what are you talking about, bro? He said, can you touch on this subject from my comment? Up? So if you guys have comments in the, in, the, in the live stream right now, just please make sure you guys are re-saying it again so that we don't have to go all the way up while we're doing the podcast. Yeah, and so just remember, <clears throat> if you're watching this, this is podcast format. So if you ask a question that's like somewhat relevant to what we're talking about, we're going to jump right on it. But if it's something unrelated, you know, this is th – these videos are supposed to be standalone content as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. So that's kind of how we run that. Right. Also, if you're, if you're listening to this on one of those platforms – Make sure you DM us your questions at reselling one oh one pod because on Instagram because we're we're answering them. We answered two of them in this episode. We're all over that. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. So but yeah, man. Um yeah, we <laughs> we were talking a lot about listing stuff, but I don't think we got into like the actual process yet. <laughs> well, well we, we did we did we kinda we did it on did. we kinda did it on um hold on bro, let me just kick this dude. Yeah, that's cool uh give me two seconds <laughs> All right, you're good. we were um we were, we were talking a lot about instagram but i want to talk about ebay too because ebay is kind of like it's a longer process so anyone listening right now get on the platform download the app right if you have you know source your items at the thrifts and like play around with it because there's a lot of different options that that you can um that you can put on your listings on on eBay. I think eBay what eBay charges like what fifty cents per post, right? I think the first like hundred a month or so are free. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I I remember because I used to I used to pay like fifty cents per post. Right. Yeah. It's it's something like thirty or fifty cents per post. But again, I think you get a hundred free ones. Uh, I think your first month you get like two hundred free ones, maybe something like that. And then after that, it's a hundred free ones a month. And right. all sneakers are free, bro. So they really they've killed all fees on sneaker sales. But they have all my money on hold right now, which I've told you about, which is a little frustrating. But it's not the end of the world. Is it those chargebacks and stuff? Yeah. So I mean, I could rant for a quick second. Should I rant for a quick second? Do it, bro. All right. So. <laughs> We don't, we don't, we don't get that a lot from you, bro. <laughs> it's true. So eBay, right? You sell a shoe to eBay. They go through the exact same process as goat. They authenticate the shoe. You know, they make sure everything's good. They make sure it's real. They make sure the condition matches. Although I would argue they don't do a really good job on the condition thing, but that's a different story. And they ship it to the buyer. So that means if I ever sold a shoe on eBay and then it gets shipped to the buyer, it means eBay approved of the shoe first, right? Yeah. Just to make sure that's clear. Okay. I've gotten two chargeback attempts. One of them, the person said the item wasn't delivered, even though FedEx said it was delivered. They said they called FedEx and FedEx said that the item was probably stolen and that they weren't going to get their money back. So they put in a return request to get a refund from me. eBay instantly automatically declined it. So it didn't even make it to me. So it was a return request automatically denied. Then the person put in another request. For some reason, they were allowed to make two requests. They said the exact same thing. It was automatically denied by eBay. Then somebody else put in a return request saying that the item didn't fit they bought a size 9.5 it was a little bit too small and they just said they said it nicely too they're like could you please give me a refund and of course ebay had already approved the item right it got checked by ebay it got approved so it got instantly declined so there were three return attempts made against my account and they were instantly declined because 
eBay had already authenticated my item. You follow so far? So yeah. the weird thing is that now, because there's been three return requests, even though eBay has said, yes, like all of my items have been up to standard and have been available for the customer, they've decided that because there's been three return requests, they need to review my account and put all my funds on hold, which makes, like I said, uh -huh. makes no sense because they've already approved these items. So it'd be like, if you sold me an item and I said, great, that's a great item, but it doesn't fit me. Now I can't trust you anymore. Like what? Because I remember you telling me about, telling me about this and you said that eBay declined everything. Right? They did. Money. Yeah. So, so they're not, they're reviewing my seller account. So they're not going to refund any of these customers. So all the refund um, requests got denied. But what they're saying is, is now they have to perform a review on my whole account. So everything I sell, everything I've sold in the last week and everything that I've sold since will be put on a temporary hold until they review my account just to make sure I'm a safe seller, which like I said, makes no sense because everything I've sold has been approved directly by eBay in hand. That's crazy, bro. It's just like, <laughs> and what it is, bro, is they put these automatic systems in place right, that have been in place on eBay forever. Like if you get X amount of transaction defects, they automatically put all your money on hold. But it makes no sense for the current policy that they have. So that's my rant. It's just some bureaucratic bullshit where the current process of the new things they're implementing doesn't match their old policies. Right. But you should, what you should do is you should hop on a, a phone call with a, a representative. It's true. I probably should do that. You should do that and, and kind of like walk you know let them know what your what your concerns are and then you know you could you don't have to you could like get that off your back because that's kind of annoying yeah i you figure I, mean? I figure i'll eventually get the money it's just i'm not like extremely stressed about it it's just um it's just frustrating because it feels so dumb frustrating yeah. anyway that's right. my rant like you said i don't i don't do it often which motivated me to go a little bit harder you know what i mean <laughs> That is frustrating though. That is frustrating though. You know what I mean? If if someone's holding your money, yeah. Especially eBay, like they already approved of everything. Right. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, yeah. It's not a super small amount. Like it's not a lot. It's like a little over two grand, which is like you know, That's I don't I don't like need the two grand money or nothing, but it's like enough to where like I'm sweating a little bit. Like if they don't pay me, that's a huge loss. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I think they're gonna pay me though. I'm not so how does that work do they do you why don't you just cash it out it won't how your funds so I, I could my computer's right here i could pull it up so normally there is there's transactions that are in processing and there's completed transactions and then everything incompleted just gets cashed out to you on a daily basis directly to your bank account right mm. they've added a third section for me called holds so it's not in processing it's already been approved but instead of it being a completed transaction, they're keeping it in hold. Uh, and then I guess whenever they're done the approval, they'll send it to me. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a little weird. So again, like I said, I mean, they're going to pay me like realistically, they're going to pay me. It's just a little bit of a wait. And it's not like, it's not like I can't buy shoes because I don't have the capital to do it while I wait. So it's not really a big deal, but right. It's just, right. Dumb. it's just dumb. That's all it is. Okay. Okay. Hey man, best of best of luck. <laughs> best of luck, bro. Yeah. That is that's crazy, man. So I wanna talk about this real quick. 
Because um, I know in July, you and I were focused a lot on the content. Um, sales started picking up a little bit later on in July. Yeah. Uh, and in August. And by the way, we have one minute, 50 seconds left. Just so you know. Okay, that's, that's good. So I need to go to bed. Um, what was the question again? What, what was it? What's your game plan in August? Game Just plan like, in August. Um, I mean, I want to start thrifting. Hopefully that starts tomorrow, although I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get up that early. I could, though. Yeah. Let's get it. We should do, like, a challenge. Oh, I'm game. We should talk about that outside of this minute, 30 seconds. But I'm super down. Let's talk. Um, okay, so thrifting is part of the game plan. I want to keep adding on more and more longer forms of content that I can chop into good short-form content so I can kind of kill two birds in one stone, record for a day, make four shorts out of it, and one YouTube video. So that's a goal. Um, this is one way of doing that, right? Like this goes out on all platforms and it becomes short content for both of our channels. Um, hopefully I want to just get to as many events as possible, do all the day in the life videos, cut that stuff up. So content's still a big part of the game plan. Other than that, bro, I don't know. I want to find more ways to source for sure. And whether that be shoes or other items, that's the big thing for me is like, it was my last month was a little bit slow on the sourcing. Like it wasn't horrible, but I definitely want to, to build it up to be because like you like you've told me before can't do a million in sales unless you have a million dollar value worth of inventory so at the end of the day you got to always be buying inventory you got to be open-minded bro yeah I, I feel the same way content 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 um i want to build this podcast with you yep. to like the next level and um obviously just keep growing the business man we have 20 seconds left I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Please make sure you guys go listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you guys go leave us, leave us a follow on here. We'll see you guys on episode number 11. Yes, and so give us your questions. Give us, send us your questions. We're happy to answer them. We want to answer those for sure. Yes, sir. Love you guys. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace.